The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hi, everybody. This is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. The opinions expressed in The Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. I hit the thing. Oh, there's the thing. There's the thing. We're on the thing. We are live. We are rolling. We are recording. Hi, everybody. Hey. I always say it's the Rough House podcast, which is weird because it says that in the intro. I don't know why I feel it does, but it's, you know, it's good form. uh, It's true. In in broadcast, you always want to, you know, let people know what they're listening to in case by whatever reason they hit this by mistake and we're trying to listen to Edgy Christian or or Talk to Jericho or something like that. Or or something else from the fine Realm Network. They just oh, yeah. they, they just screwed up see, and hit something on the see, widget I see around online. So good. You're yeah. so good. Ah, shucks. <laughs> yes, Rough House Podcast. I'm Marty. That's Christoph. Yes. Hi. Welcome. And uh, let's just get right into it, folks. The big news of the week, the massive news of the week, the, the news that we had kind of anticipated became true as for the first time in 18 years. Professional wrestling will be on the Turner Networks. Yeah. AEW All Elite Wrestling will be on TNT and Primetime starting this fall. Back in the wrestling business. Yeah. That's how they said it, too. Yeah. I, I appreciated that. I also appreciated that the uh, animated GIF that they used had the, the flame behind the AEW Nitro. logo. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, you can't. Um, it's it's one of those things. Uh, learning from history and and uh, mm-hmm. acknowledging history. I think uh, obviously with Cody's uh, heritage and history, mm-hmm. with Turner uh, broadcasting there, um, you know, they've learned a lot from what has happened in the past. And you know, there's there's some good things to this whole thing uh, with AEW. There's some things that have us raising some eyebrows that we'll get to. Yes. Um, but uh, at least it's concrete now. The uh, the ink has been signed and dry. They showed up at the upfronts up in New York. Yeah, um, live so, at MSG. They were yeah. right there. Oh, the, I know. The, the the epicenter of professional wrestling had the announcement of AEW on television. And uh, here's what we know so far, because there aren't a lot of details, but the details that are out there are important to kind of like throw together into one thing because they've been kind of scattered amongst the web. The show is not going to be on a Monday or a Friday. They officially said that. They've confirmed that it is not a pay-for-play spot like a lot of people were hand-wringing over the internet about. Um, The deal, although not as lucrative as, say, the ones that, UFC got from ESPN plus or WWE got from NBC universal and Fox. It is better than say the XFL deal uh, productions paid for yes. they get a percentage of the advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for a professional wrestling company, it is one of the strongest deals in a very long time, even stronger than ones WCW had proper TV wise. Yes, yeah. they were funded by Turner, but still right. stronger TV deals than that. And like so, between that, the ITV deal in the UK, which sounds like it is definitely going to include the weekly shows in addition to pay-per-view, AEW is immediately the number two company in the United States and possibly getting up there in the world. Um, 
the pay-per-view will be on Bleacher Report Live, uh, which is Turner's streaming sports service, and it will be available from your cable company if you still prefer to order pay-per-views that way. The one gripe, though, 50 bucks wherever you buy it. So it's so, not – I thought I read 60 for pay-per-view 50. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I think uh, that's I, what I saw. I have not checked uh, my local uh, Verizon Fios guide to see what it would be because yeah. based on what I know about uh, Bleacher Report Live, they've had some hit or miss moments yeah. when it comes to streaming live so events. Far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this will definitely be one of the stronger tests of, of what they're able to do. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we know. We don't know a name. We don't know a premiere date. We don't know like if they're going to be live from arenas every week or smaller right. venues. Uh, there's a lot of questions still to be answered, but AEW, TNT, it's for real. It's legit and uh, begun the wrestling wars have. And what Tony Khan has kind of um, uh, extrapolated on a little more is that the – the business model for AEW is not to be a touring um, wrestling show. Yes. Um, it's a TV product uh, and pay-per-view product. And obviously merchandise is a big part of that as well. But, you know, there's not going to be, you know, like last night I went to an NXT house show. We're not going to be getting AEW house shows coming around as a touring brand, which um, is both good and bad. There are pluses and minuses I can see to that. Um, but in terms of what they're trying to do, and at least at this point in their existence being uh, the genesis of their existence, really, right, right. you know, you kind of you don't want to. You don't want to overshoot. You know, you you gotta you gotta aim low early, build your um, audience. You know, start getting in some revenue. The ad share is is a good thing, and really, the production cost being covered uh, by Turner is is a huge deal um, mm -hmm. because. These shows are not cheap to put on, um, you know, depending on how big in that they go in production. We, we don't know what it's going to look like. Obviously, we saw all in and that was kind of a, a big to do, but that was kind of a unique sort of thing. But yeah, it was also used as kind of like a pilot. Uh, a, a, an oh, absolutely. Pilot, something to shop around and say, well, this is kind of what we're going for here. And um, it worked. And apparently Turner was one of only two or three people that they spoke with. Um, yeah, yeah. Showtime uh, was the other big suitor. Yeah, which would have been really interesting to see it on a premium cable channel, much like HBO and Showtime have done with uh, with boxing uh, over mm -hmm. the course of mm -hmm. boxing's waning up and down popularity, which, side note, did you hear the call of Mauro Nalo doing that one boxing knockout last night? Yes, yes, I did. I did. Fantastic. God, I love yeah. that guy. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that's kind of where we are for AEW. Um, um, you know, the, the $50, $60 price tag for uh, an initial introduction pay-per-view. I don't remember how much All In was. Do you? Uh, I believe on, on Fight, I paid $40 for it. Okay. All now, right. granted, that, that was partially supplemented by uh, the fact that, like, when you do your first purchase <laughs> on Fight, they knock 10 bucks off. And sure. then, of course, uh, thank you, Roughhouse listeners. Uh, if you share your affiliate link, you get money yeah. back in and, and all of that. Um, I would have loved for this to have been on Fight also. I mean, technically, if I wanted to use a VPN and go through a bunch of hoops, sure. I could do that. Uh, but uh, fact of the matter is, it's 50 bucks, which is... You know, in the world of live pay-per-views is not an unheard of amount. You buy a UFC show, it's easily that, if not more. You buy a boxing event, that, if not more. Um, I mean, you can still order Money in the Bank tonight on pay-per-view, and it yeah. will cost you just as much. 50 or 60. And I believe WrestleMania in HD through your cable provider is like 70 or 75 bucks. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they definitely dial it up there. And, it's and not it, unheard of, but that's WrestleMania. And this right, is right. the first show branded as All Elite Wrestling. So, um, you know, the 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 arena in Vegas remains um sold out on paper but a lot of you know not a lot but a couple hundred tickets i think are still available yeah something like 1200 tickets or, or something like that which i'm sure will be snatched up by showtime yeah although there are some things which may make people reconsider but we'll talk about that uh in just a few moments um all in all, it's definitely feeling like they are landing this project into what they wanted. What I found most fascinating in all of the news that had come out, uh, whether it was the in-depth reporting of the Wrestling Observer or that really in-depth piece on Bleacher Report, which, like I said uh, on our social media, yes, it is a Bleacher Report 
report about AEW, but right. it, it is actually a really good piece about the genesis and gestation of the company. Uh, it's energy like a boss. Exactly. Um, it, <laughs> This AEW plan wasn't even about the Bucks, wasn't even about Kenny Omega, wasn't even about Cody Rhodes. Tony Khan had conversations with Turner and television companies even before All Elite uh, was a thing, even before All In had aired about possibly building this new pro wrestling product. So Tony Khan isn't necessarily just, you know, the money guy. This is a guy who wanted to put together another professional wrestling product, and he got lucky that that yeah. these guys became available when they did that yeah. they didn't go to the WWE when all the money was offered to them that Ring of Honor and New Japan didn't back up the Brinks trucks to try to keep them these guys came together at the right place at the right time and now we get to see what their version of an alternative pro wrestling product is yeah and it, timing yeah. timing is everything in this business and the stars align for Tony Khan um so the Tony's Tony's father, Papa Khan, yeah. um, Papa Khan, Papa Khan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is, he's worth more than Ted Turner, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and, and Turner not only aired the WCW back in the day, but owned outright um, WCW. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, the fact that Turner is just being a broadcast partner and have the rights for it and not owning it. And the fact that somebody else owns it with a, with a bigger bankroll than Ted did back in the day um, certainly, you know, helps add a little more, okay, this, this thing could work. Um, and like we said, they showed up at the, at the, the TV upfronts up at the garden and Cody was there and Brandy and I believe Britt Baker was there and Kenny Omega yeah. Yeah. Um, page was there as well. Um, so, you know, Hangman page, not, not lady page. I, I yes, 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 yeah. yes. Um, uh, or diamond Dallas. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, so they all showed up. Uh, Chris Jericho did not, mm -hmm. um, I believe he was doing fuzzy things, uh, or, but they, they or if you believe YouTube, he's perfecting his new finisher. Well, I mean, Jericho is going to Jericho and Jericho yeah, yeah. is great. Uh, so Jericho definitely knows what he's doing, um, which leads us to the quote uh, that J Chris Jericho made um, the other day, which was both Jericho being Jericho and also true to, uh, you know, very to some points. extent, to some extent guy guy was definitely working a bit there, oh, of course uh, he was. but I, I, I think he had a point. Do you have the, the full quote? Um, I'm pulling Greg? it up right now. So I had to scroll okay. past that photo of Jordan Grace again and stop. That's Game of Thrones. There you go. I, I, we send each other a bunch of Reddit links back and forth. So I had to scroll yes. through and find the the, the, the right one. Yes. Um, so Chris Jericho, and I believe he said this on Thursday, uh, the yeah. day everything came to pass, yes. I believe. Or was that Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday was Wednesday. the announcement. Yeah. Anyway, Chris Jericho says, everyone in WWE owes me a thank you because the moment I signed with AEW, it became legit. You're hearing about prelim guys getting 400 to $500,000 a year deals. Everyone deserves the money they make, but they never would have gotten that before and wouldn't get it somewhere else. So, so says Chris Jericho and sure yeah. that's, that's, you know, this version of, uh, of Chris Jericho being this version of Chris Jericho, but it's also, a pretty valid point because, you know, in terms of American wrestling as a whole, um, you know, in to the mainstream and on a major cable network, Chris Jericho is 100 percent the biggest name there. Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, Jericho is a guy who he's not a Steve Austin. He's not a Dwayne Johnson. He's not a Hulk Hogan, but he does have a certain level of pulp culture notoriety i mean he's a guy who's hosted game shows he's dancing a guy, with the stars yeah he did dancing with the stars the average person may not know him as well as they do these iconic superstars but they know him well enough and yeah. his signing moment almost became well like hogan signing to wcw back in the day yeah this moment of we need to pay attention to what this company's doing if it were just kenny the bucks Cody Rhodes, while interesting, it would probably only be interesting to the hardcore wrestling fan. Some of the more lapsed fans who remember the Attitude Era, who remember Monday Nitro, undoubtedly they remember Chris Jericho. Yeah. And this helps make that that insertion point 
for them and oh. and, and a, yeah uh, and, and a point of interest for them uh <laughs> because let's be honest professional wrestling has shed eight million viewers since the monday night wars yeah yeah and this is a great way to see if maybe we can get some of them back yeah and you know jericho being the guy to do it um you know it, it it's good because jericho you know he's a little bit up there in years but compared to the other guys who are still active from that era he's still in as good a shape as any of them if not the best of um you know he's still able to do you know a lot of a lot of things that we you know grew up watching him do i'm mm -hmm. um, sure he's become a little more brawler-esque um sure sure which you know happens with age and you know but he'll still he'll hit a lion salt and he'll still do some uh some crazy jumps off the ropes and stuff like like that whereas you know your undertakers and um your triple h's are uh, a little more limited in their in their scope of in-ring ability plus the fact that chris jericho you know on the mic is is one of the greatest uh of all time so you know to have somebody like him be a part of this um is definitely helping and i wouldn't be surprised if that was one of the things that really made turner be like okay yeah you got jericho on here I'm, I'm, then maybe we can we maybe we can make this work because outside of the you know new new japan marks or the or the indie marks and pwg fans which you know that's us <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not, yeah you know yeah. but you know yeah if we're Bucks, pointing a finger there's three back at us that like right. that's what it is yeah no I, we're very self-aware yeah. uh of, of what we are but uh you know if you, you try to shop around hangman page i'd be like who the fuck is this guy why are we yeah. calling somebody yeah. hangman in 2019 so you know it it, it helps um so jericho uh, is going to keep doing what he's doing on uh, on Twitter, and I'm sure he's going to ramp it up over the next week leading up to the match uh, with, with Kenny Omega uh, at Double or Nothing. Uh, but another match at Double or Nothing, yeah. it seems, is uh, up in the air, or there's there's a whole lot of hubbub about it. So you you texted this to me last night. So break, break down what you know of this situation between uh, Hangman Page and Pac. Yeah, so Hangman Page and Pac was uh, established at the first press conference for AEW as yeah. one of the first big feuds for the company. And, and I'll be perfectly honest, I was excited uh, of that entire card. I think that might have been one of the matches I was most anticipating because it was the closest to getting an idea of what AEW really would be. It's not uh one of the the uh it's not one of the evps in a match it's right. not uh just kind of a let's throw all the joshi ladies together it was here's a guy who they're clearly going to get behind as a top star in hangman page and a guy who has something to prove in Pac. i thought it would be very interesting to see how that played out but last night uh in over in the uk uh, a company called wrestlegate pro uh, which is uh, a fairly notable indie in the UK, a uh, newer one, but a fairly notable one. Uh, Pac was originally going to be part of a three-way match. The other two guys no-showed, or at least that's what they explained. So he sure. did an open challenge gimmick. And in that open challenge, Hangman Page came out. They had a match, which from all reports was very good. It ended in a DQ, whereby Hangman Page won. And after the match... Pac said he was not going to face Hangman Page again. He was not going to go to AEW, and the match was off. So that then, of course, because videos got out, hit the Twitter, and snowballed, it spiraled yeah. and snowballed. And here's where we're at right now: the match between Pac and Hangman Page is legitimately off. That's okay. that's true. Now, why? That's the question. Right. I'm hearing through different things that there may be some visa issues with the show, which we may hear more about in this week. Yeah. It could be a kick to the pants considering they've got people coming from Japan, keep people coming from China, people Mexico? coming from Mexico, people coming yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um that that would be a pretty everywhere, huh? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh pretty <laughs> It'd be a, a pretty massive blow. Well, hello there. Coffee or nothing. Yes. Um, <laughs> so there's that. And some people are saying this is the cover story because Pac didn't get his visa in time. Um, okay. I'm also hearing, and this is what Uncle Dave was reporting, that it is a creative issue. Namely, because Pac is currently the uh, Open the Dreamgate champion, which is the top champion in Dragon Gate, which is right. the number two company in Japan. He will not take a fall until he's no longer champion. 
because he doesn't want to have any political issues with Dragon Gate. Right. So apparently that's an issue for AEW because they want to make Hangman Page a big star. Uh, it sounds like Page was originally supposed to be the one going over. Now, if you look at every single match outside of Dragon Gate, Pac has done this year. It's been time limit draws. It's been no D or it's been a DQ or uh -huh. it's been Pac going over. So yeah. this does jive with that general thing. So I'm inclined to believe this is legitimate, that there is an impasse between AEW management and Pac. I will say if this is an angle, this is some WCW 2.0 bullshit that they really don't need to be doing. Like, I, I don't like this whole work shoot sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, here, my question is, when they signed Pac to yeah. come over and do this, was he not already champion at that time? He was already champion at that time. I think okay. maybe the thought was, well, it's four months to the show. No way he's still going to be champion by then. I mean, I would have assumed that, yeah, he probably would be. So and right, even, right. even if signing him, you, you would have at least had to consider that to be an option. Right. So there had to be some kind of plan for this, you know, laid out ahead of time at the onset. And, you know, if not a plan B, and I can't imagine this, you know, a week before it seemed like everybody was scrambling. I mean, they had to they had to throw a uh, throw page on a jet last minute to get over there to, mm -hmm. to film this angle, which and, apparently they're going to show part of on the pay-per-view on Saturday. Yeah, apparently they're going to put it on the pay-per-view. Apparently they're going to put the full match on the AEW YouTube page. So AEW will still be presenting a hangman page Pac match, right. but it's already happened. But right. Uh, and, and I will say that is a blow to that show because when I look at that card, it's a great card, but that was the first match I looked at it went, that's AEW's doing. Right. It's it's <clears throat> not an extension of feuds we've seen before or dream matches we've already had or what have you. Um, so th that does hurt it a bit. And I will say, if this is the legit situation that a week out from the show, they ran into this creative impasse, this is the first major instance that we're aware of and, and have confirmed of uh, kind of the wet behind the ears nature of AEW management. Cody, the Bucks, Omega, Tony Khan, they've never run a pro wrestling company before. And now they are meeting the politics of doing so head on. Right. And being performers and having their elite crew, uh, you know, being in there. So, you know, everybody clearly because there's there are parallels there are going back to you know nash and hogan running the books back in wcw right and only right. wanting to put their friends over and not anybody else and and stuff like that so my thought is you know sure you want to make page a big star and page has the potential to be a big star yeah. but there's also you know the old saying goes and it's been proven to be true there's money in the chase so why not just have Pac go over be right, the first right. AEW champion and then have page you know chase him for a little bit until maybe the time comes when he loses to somebody in dragon gate Pac does and then yeah. you can have him come over and do the job like this seems what they're doing seems like um you know too much for something that seemed like an easy could have been an easy fix right right and and uh you know i would love Pac as an aew champion um because i i definitely feel like that match was leading towards wherever the title's gonna go yeah um i don't know what this means for Pac's aew uh contract i don't know what this means for the match they already announced for the fighter festival of uh the bucks and kenny against lucha bros and Pac. I don't know what any of this means beyond right now. And I swear to God, if Pac just shows up on Saturday night and they run the match again, you know, then uh, we've been worked. Then we've been worked. Congratulations. It's yeah. shitty work, but you did it. Um, you know, I, I will gladly eat my words and all this, but right now I'm, I'm sitting here going, that that's, that's a shitty situation. And, and, and look, I understand from Pac's point of view, entirely why uh you know he he would be defensive of taking a loss and defensive of the belt and all of that and there hasn't been anything from the aew side saying oh well we're firing him because of this it's just right. that match is done yeah so, so the question uh is now if if he doesn't show up on Saturday, which may as well be the case, who they they're still announcing that Paige is going to have a match. 
um, on Double or Nothing. So that's yeah. a big um, somebody who has probably not yet been announced or signed. Yeah. So of course, internet rumor and scuttlebutt uh, is is afloat today with tons of hypotheses as to who it could be. Um, excuse me, but one that kind of uh, happened it happened the other day. Jack Swagger, Jack Hayden. Yeah, I thought that's is, where you were going to go. Who is 2-0 um, in his MMA career. Yeah, uh, to be after, fair, he beat up random guys from Dundalk, it looks I like. I was going to say, yeah, the guy he beat last weekend looked like me on a good day. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'll, I'll put that 2-0 with an asterisk behind it. But either yeah, way, yeah. Uh, he's, he was asked <clears throat> doing some Bell Bellator. Is that what he's doing? Yeah. Or yeah. Pride? Okay, Bellator. Yeah. Doing some press said um, he was asked if he was going to uh, show up at Double or Nothing or have any anything to do with AEW or something like that. And he said in his words, um, which, you know, take however you want to take, whether it was something he's privy to and let slip, or if it's something he's just floating out there to, to stir the pot or whatever. He said that, no, that's Moxley's big thing. And I'm not going to take anything away from that. And that's loose translation. That's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. but strongly suggesting that, uh, the former Dean Ambrose, uh, AKA John Moxley, AKA Jonathan good, uh, may be in Vegas, uh, which I believe he lives in yeah. Vegas. He uh, does live in Las Vegas. So, you know, not, not a hard trip for him. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's an Uber away. We'll talk to you about Uber, Johnny. Uber. Um, Real so, life changing money. So there's, there's a possibility of it being him. You know, he's completely done with his WWE uh, contract. He's free to do whatever he wants to do. Um, you know, it, it would be an interesting thing because you know a lot of what aew has been saying in their initial you know first five and a half months of existence is we're not going to take the wwe cast offs and turn it into wcw 2.0 even though as we just discussed there are parallels yeah. to that happening right now a but bit, yeah 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 but dean ambrose uh he's he's a name He's yeah. uh, he's he's a big name. He was a he was a, a, a top top of the card guy in WWE for a number of years. So you know, if they had if they didn't reach out to him, I would be surprised. Um, and if he shows up on Saturday night, I will not be surprised either. Um, where where's yeah. your head at on it? Uh, so I feel like if you did John Moxley as the surprise opponent, you run into the exact same issue you had with you had with Pac. Because, okay, you bring back John Moxley, uh, you bring back Dean Ambrose to the pro wrestling scene, and what do you do? You you pin him in his first match back? Like, that that feels, you know, uh, just feels foolish. And then you have, okay, here's a guy who we can't pin, which is the problem with Pac, and then you just go, well, why didn't you just have Pac go over? Uh, so it's, it's, it's just like a kind of a hole-in-the-bucket theory there. You keep filling yeah. in more things, but more just keeps filling out. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I will say in my heart of hearts, I, I know a man who's freelance. That would be an amazing appearance. And mostly just because I want to say uh, Kazai Nenare, uh, I would love Minoru Suzuki to be the guy. But I, <laughs> well, that's right. He's not officially signed, is he? No, no. He's a freelancer. He can do whatever he wants. He can go anywhere at any time. Um, so that would be amazing. Uh, yeah. And and he has on multiple times uh, in, in recent memory been the fill-in guy when people drop out of U.S. A prominent wrestling shows uh so you know uh, for him to be the continued savior of failed matches would be wonderful but i don't really think that's realistic uh, i think you probably have a better bet of um hangman page maybe being added to a pre-existing match or just start looking through who's supposed to be at starcast that isn't signed to wwe and could potentially show up on the show i know i don't want it to be tommy dreamer or you know yeah. any like ecw cast off or any legend like i wanted to be someone on par you know it just struck me i don't know what joey janela is doing on the show um was he announced not, for the battle royal i'm not 100 percent. i'm not sure because they could run back their match from all in. I mean, yeah. I, I know it would be that was, that was solid. Yeah, I, I know it would be a repeat of that. But I really enjoyed watching those two guys beat the shit out of each other. And um, yeah, could be more of that. I'd be more than fine with that. Um, but uh, I mean, they could also do a gimmick where, you know, he calls out whoever wins the the casino or casino battle royale, as they're calling yes. it. Um, which is part of the buy-in show. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think there's there's a, a wide swath of possibilities. 
Moxley wouldn't be a shock, but I think it would cause more problems than it would solve. Yeah, well, all will be uh, figured out uh, by Saturday, by this time next week. One certainly hopes. <laughs> one certainly hopes that they aren't sitting there on Saturday afternoon staring at the contacts list in their cell phone trying to right. figure it out. How far are you from Vegas? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, who who can we get in last minute? Oh, let's bring in Loki. Oh, wait, he has the same problem? Son of a bitch. <laughs> what about all scenarios? Is he available? Oh, oh shit. shit. No, you just got <laughs> MLW signed him. Did you see that? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. That's a, okay. that's right. a pickup. Here's my, here's my suggestion. And this is something uh, that I was just, as we were about to record, I was scrolling through Twitter and saw a report that, um, one Jordan grace is not officially. Signed I was going to mention her. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the fact that she legally could be uh, a potential, uh, appearance, uh, at uh double or nothing as she was a part of all in she was a part of the uh the battle royal uh at the beginning of all in so you know uh, a little page and uh and jordan grace action uh to start the show or or whatever point in the show would be pretty pretty great plus you know if you're going to put a lot of focus on winning you know you may want to you know showcase that and she is a very capable uh, capable person of being able to handle such things. <laughs> Chris, you tried so hard to not sound creepy in that, but <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know that you hit the mark there, but that is factory is what yeah. that um, uh, <laughs> Oh, by the way, the Jordan grace thing, I, I love yes. it is a new era of impact, but good Lord, the more things change, the more they stay the same for those, yeah. those who did not read that report yet. Mm. Uh, it came out that Jordan Grace, who uh, has been a prominent member of the Impact roster since her since debut, October. yeah, uh, since her debut in October, uh, was given a contract in January, and now it is mm, end of May, and uh, they just discovered that she still hasn't signed it, so um, she could do whatever she wants. Yeah, and <laughs> the one thing that you know, and of course, it's just a report on the internet. But I did notice that one Jonathan Gresham liked the report tweet. So I'm like, well, maybe that uh, that that a, a like, just somebody pressing a little heart button on Twitter, lends a little credence to a uh, to an unsubstantiated report online these days. Chris, uh, I will say that's not the craziest thing in the world, considering the way people have been analyzing Triple H's likes as of late. So true, very true uh, indeed. Well, Triple H, uh, you know, is a very busy man, and I saw a promo that they're going to be doing uh, like a a twenty four sort of follow around Triple H sort of thing during his WrestleMania weekend. I saw this last night when I attended mm -hmm. NXT. Yeah, fuck you! I got the transitions this week. You son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well done well done so last night uh in bel-air was nxt bel-air uh, a house show and we got the a-team uh um, yeah you did that was got, a killer goddamn card we got six matches in a little over two hours with a brief intermission halfway through so um it was you know not close to sold out but it did look look like they were filming some some of the matches that may show up on tv at some point you know they have the hard cam set up on the one side um and they definitely packed the side opposite the hard cam so right right the side with the hard cam was a little i feel more like scarce. it was really short notice for the show um a couple uh, maybe a month yeah, yeah, that felt yeah. like short notice to, to not, really not super, pack not that place for long. But um, so we got six matches. The first match was a tag team match. We had the Street Profits come out to to a big fun pop. Of course they did. They are like <laughs> so perfect in that opening yeah, match spot it's true they are they're really good montez ford has charisma for days mm -hmm. um so they were against um robert strauss aka robbie e from yes. from impact he, not quite he tony khan the robert yeah exactly the robert strauss brand with an obnoxious flood water suit and terrible shoes and you know just he had the the um uh what was the bluetooth no, no, no. He had like the, the Phil Collins microphone. Um, oh, oh, nice. Who was the one guy that got fired for saying a Kobe joke uh, in the oh, middle of the God. match? WWE, he, that he guy. be the manager of, uh, <clears throat> of um, the, the Titus O'Neil. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember that guy's name. but Yeah, uh, neither do I. He was really good. But yeah, yeah, he just dropped a Kobe rape joke in the middle of Monday yeah, Night yeah. Raw. So that's not where you need to be. But anyway, he is uh, managing a new tag team called the Outliers, which is Riddick Moss and Dan Matha. Um, so the two big hosses and this is, it was weird because 
just on last week's NXT, Riddick Moss did this like fitness gimmick, which I guess they already uh, already gave up. <laughs> they already shit canned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't really work well. Um, so, so yeah, that was a that was a fun tag match. Uh, the Street Profits went over there. Um, after that, oh shit, what was the second match? Oh, second match was Keith Lee against mm-hmm. one Punishment Martinez. Now, I and and you, we've both been on record talking about the um, lack of uh, greatness uh, of a Punishment Martinez. I haven't really been convinced that he's... He's Baron Corbin's non-union Spanish equivalent. Yes, that's that's the best succinct way to put it. Um, but he and Keith Lee had a pretty damn good match, and I was shocked. He stood toe to toe to Keith Lee, and they were they were going back and forth. It was it was solid because at one point it seemed like punishment was working baby to Keith Lee's heel, which was weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's the way they're going or whatever. But uh, it it was actually a really fun competitive match, and our own MCW alum uh, Jesse K, aka Lady Ref Jess, was the uh, was the ref for that match as well. Um, third match, we got uh, Shayna Baszler defending the NXT Women's Championship against Casey Catanzaro, um, and that you know Towson University own Casey. Catanzaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was she was happy to be back in the uh, in the area. Um, and you know what? She's come a long way. She, uh, her transitions have gotten a lot better. Obviously, a lot of her stuff is Ninja Warrior gymnastics based, and it's, it's sure. very fun and pops the crowd. But her selling was really good. Her comeback was really good after Sheena was beating up her left arm for the majority of the match. And I, she has progressed a lot. So you know, being at the PC all the time and, and working with all these top tier talents is really, uh, has really helped her out. So that was the first half of the show Then we had a, uh, the brief intermission and then uh, second half kicked it, off. And it sounds with- like at least two of the matches on the second half were filmed for TV. Uh, yeah, I think so. I believe um, the Kushida and Drew Gulak submission match, yeah. which was the first uh, match after intermission was filmed for TV. Um, no, wait, did they have four matches at the I would say I think you had seven overall because have four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot there were I, four. I didn't even go to the show and I'm I'm sitting here telling you what the lineup was. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's okay. Well, you know, you're looking at it and I'm yeah, tra- yeah, yeah, going yeah. off my memory. So yeah. I had a beer or two that night too. So <laughs> everything's not uh, not perfect. But yeah, Kushida and Gulak um had a fun, if not quick, it was probably under 10 minutes yeah. uh, of, of a submission match going back and forth. And uh, you know, Kushida actually got a solid pop um for somebody who's I think this is his first uh road road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with NXT. So, uh, for only being on TV twice and this being his third show, he got a, he got a solid pop. So, you know, the name notoriety of coming from, um, from new Japan and, you know, they've, they've kept him pretty hyped on TV talking about, you know, his level of expertise and everything. So that was a fun match. And, and, um, it, and it feels right that Kushida would get at least the recognition pop. Cause I know and I've been to, well now all but two of the NXT Bel Air shows. Cause they've, it, thankfully it's become kind of a regular haunt. Yeah, yeah. For NXT. Um, there've been a lot of bullet club alos in the crowd. So yes. There's definitely a lot of people with New Japan World subscriptions in that audience. Yeah, there was a uh, Keith Lee whoop whoop chant at some point oh, for whatever fucking reason. So, mm. yeah, you know. I don't want to care for that. No, uh, me either, but it happened. Um, <clears throat> but Gulak and, uh, and Kushida was fun. After that, we got uh, probably the second best match of the night, <clears throat> which was a, a tag team match. Again, we had Undisputed Era. So um, Roddy Strong and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Bobby Fish came out with them, but his yes. arm was in a sling. Yeah, I um, think I already got hurt in Philly the night before. Okay, because I saw him in action. He was in action the night before. Yeah. Only came out on the stage, arm in sling, and then went back for the rest of the show. So um, not any no no more details that i've seen and i was scouring twitter this morning for a little more info on that but couldn't find yeah. anything um so yeah it was uh that part of the undisputed era against birch and lorkin so oh yeah yeah I, then, I am incredibly jealous about that one <laughs> that was fantastic it didn't last very long but they beat the shit out of each other for those uh 12 minutes or so and it was damn good um you know big big fan of uh of one and two over there uh so and Richard obviously Morgan really 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 need a team name because i love that duo a lot 
Yeah, me too. They're they're perfect for each other. Yeah, um, you know, it it kind of happened the same way that the bar came about with Sheamus and Cesaro beating the shit out of each other for five months, and then like, well, we'll just do a tag team, and it worked <laughs> out great. Um, so that's kind of where they are too. So that was that match was really fun. Then we got a um, a brief uh, women's tag match with uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke against Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Um, so that, I think that was one of the ones that was filmed for, for TV. Cause they yeah. did a big angle with Shayna watching the match from the ramp with her title and then getting involved and then taking a, uh, Io Shirai moonsault to the outside. Oh yeah. Fantastic spot. Um, crowd pop big hard for that. So, yeah. um, that was fun, you know, not, not too much to it, but, but you know, just from, you know, my untrained eye, it looks like, uh, Duke and Shafir have been progressing in their training good, as well. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> That, that's always good to see. And then our main event, I was like, wait a minute. It was supposed to be Dream versus Cole for the title. And I'm like, well, I know Matt Riddle was announced for the show, but you haven't seen him yet. So then it, it was a triple threat match for the North Very nice. title. Yes. So uh, Matt Riddle came out first, uh, did his bro intro, and crowd was doing the bro chants and everything. I actually snapped a perfect photo of him kicking off his uh, his sandals yeah. on his intro, which is pretty great. Um, then out came Adam Cole doing his big uh, – uh, intro, huge boom and baby chance. I was gonna uh, say I, he had to do the boom, right? <laughs> Always does the boom. The boom, boom. I, yeah, I almost like the boom more than I like the Adam Cole baby because yeah. it's just it's just such a, like a it, you it's know, a perfect cocky heel moment. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. just like boom, motherfuckers. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know, Velveteen Dream being an MCW alumni coming out to to a huge ovation, really hammed it up. Um, in the match. You know, as you would imagine, with those three main eventing an NXT show was uh, was as PWG as uh, as you can get outside of Reseda, and uh, it was a yeah, blast. Yeah. No, that uh, that sounds like an amazing match, and it sounded like a really really great show. Yeah, you know, and you know, I, I could I could have maybe gone being such a fan of NXT and knowing how much talent they have, and I think Johnny Gargano was somewhere backstage. Um, you know, I could have gone for maybe another match or two, but it was you know two and a half hours. You know, some of the kids were a little uh, in the in the area were a little pooped uh, from from it. Sure, you know, sure. It was like ten o'clock at night, so. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a fun show. Twenty dollar for a ticket. You know, the view was great. I like yeah, it's a great, it's great. A great space. It's perfect. It was a good time. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the original idea, because I think they typically do eight matches. I wouldn't be surprised if the original idea was maybe like Roddy against Matt Riddle. And then because of the injury to Bobby Fish, they they switched it oh, up a yeah. bit. Okay. But um, I mean, that still, that sounds like a great, great show. I'm very jealous as I instead was hanging out with a five-year-old. So that, oh, was, ew. that was my fun. Yeah, instead. that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many times I've watched Big Hero 6 over the past two days? More than two. Eh, at least it's a good movie. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I mean, yeah. Of the things I could be watching on a loop with a five-year-old, it's definitely yes. one of uh, less mind-numbing. So true, I, true. I got that going for me. Um, but yeah, very jealous. Uh, I presume they did not announce a return to the area yet because, they, again, no. they tend to announce these things very last minute. Yeah, it seems seems to be you know once or twice a year, um, once in the spring and once in the fall, that they that they do these uh these little tours and loops um, with NXT. So it was like you know like I said, it, it, that was a lot of talent. You oh know, yeah, NXT is is brimming with talent right now. So it was a uh, it was a good chance to see these guys in such a small intimate venue. I I, I bet. Oh, random question, Chris. Uh, did you watch the Holy Grail special? On WWE Network. Oh, uh, the Tom week. McGee Bret Hart thing. Yeah, I've not watched that yet. No, uh, I made time to watch it, which is uh, rare for me uh, to make time to watch anything outside of like, okay, I want to watch the bits of Raw and SmackDown that counted, and right. NXT, and whatever happened in New Japan. I actually made time to watch this just because I wanted to see after all these years of hype if it was worth it. Um, the special itself is really well done. Uh, it, my understanding is it's uh, a uh, creation of that Giancarlo guy who used to do all the videos with Joey Janela and recently mm -hmm. got signed. Um, the primary talking heads of the special are actually uh, um, uh, Cassius Ono and Sam Roberts because okay. they both were tape creators back when. Okay. Um, so a lot of that. Uh, and there's some uh, fun talking head moments from um, uh, Tyson Kidd and Harry Smith. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Harry Smith does the greatest 
Bret Hart impression I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> the half hour special is worth it if just to hear his Bret Hart impression because it is crazy good. Okay. Um, but uh, did they not get Bret? They did get Bret. Okay. But right. he doesn't have as much to add. Uh, the the short version of it is basically I'm just going out there doing my job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he knew that. Um, that uh tom mcgee was very very green and he said what are your three big things and i'm gonna take the time to work those into the match and i'm gonna make you look good and that's that's what it was and if you watch the match with that that perspective you can see it but you can also see in the case of that match in particular excuse me why there would be an interest in tom mcgee because this was 1986 guys doing cartwheels and flipsy doodles in the ring yeah. he does there's a big spot which like gorilla monsoon acts like he practically shit himself when uh, <laughs> uh Tommy he just does a backflip off the top rope so right. like i'm not gonna sit here and say oh it's an amazing match and you have to see it it's not it's more like a curiosity sure. that it's really cool that a guy came up if, if anything it's more enjoyable to hear prime gorilla monsoon and bobby heenan on commentary yeah. um but uh, I really enjoyed the special as a whole, and I, I recommend it uh, as as a fun watch. Although it sounds like there's also uh, what's it a new WWE Chronicle with Becky Lynch, I think. Yeah, there's, there's a Chronicle with Becky Lynch. There's a twenty. Well, no, it's it's verse. I think it's twenty four Becky Lynch and Chronicle with Ali. Ali, and that's supposed to be after Money in the Bank tonight. Money in the Bank, by the way, if you want to hear our predictions, they were on our Patreon because presumably yes. that's coming out before this. Yes, yes, yes. Well, without a doubt will be. So, yeah. so yeah, WWE. Plus, they have uh, a new season of Table for Three going uh, that mm -hmm. I want to catch up on. So, yeah, they're 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 starting to put out a little more of the original content here, which is which is good because you know if I'm paying my ten bucks a month, you know, uh, I'm gonna you know and not, sure should not <laughs> watch it for on SmackDown. That's <laughs> not not watching Raw and SmackDown, and I'm probably not going to watch the uh, the most recent Blood Money show that's coming up uh, in a couple weeks here. Oh, Although boy. there is at least one match on that bill that ha has my attention. Uh, uh, is, is it Finn and Because I'm right there with of course you. It is, of course, it is. Not only Finn, it's Demon. It's Demon Bauer, yeah. officially Demon against uh, against Andrade here for the Intercontinental Championship. So you wonder, you know, is this the first time the Demon will be beat, or yeah, will it be quite the the uh, the coup for Andrade, a guy who, according to word that came out this week. <laughs> getting very popular behind the scenes. Uh, they're trying to make a priority of, of getting him learned in English and, and they want to make him a top guy, which is awesome because he certainly has all the tools. He does honest question though. Yes. If he were not, um, slogging Charlotte fair flair, would oh, he be getting the helps. amount of attention that he is uh, getting? That definitely helps. Yeah. But I mean, you could say that throughout history of professional wrestling, would Triple yeah. H be where he is if he didn't marry Steph? I mean, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, I get it. I just, yeah. you know, and not to put anything down on Andrade. No, no, no. Even... Andrade has all the skills in the ring, and we're learning he has all the skills outside of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Pro wrestling is just as much about what you do backstage as what you do in the ring, and figuring it out. Um. Although, like some people said on our Facebook, uh, I mean, Zelina Vega is right there. And she, is. she has the mic skills to carry him as a main event performer. For sure. For um, sure. But I guess they they don't want to do that for some reason. Yeah, no. You know, Vince has his things with managers, uh, even though Trips is trying to make it happen down in NXT with uh, with a uh, cardigan Lamborghini, Stokely uh, Hathaway and now Robbie E sort of yes. things. So I, I would just really appreciate if Vince McMahon had a thing with his head in the oven. That would really be <laughs> my joy of joys right now. Well, he had a lovely puff piece written about him this week. Yeah, he did. Uh, what timing on that? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I understand Variety timed it for the upfronts with sure. Fox. That sure. that's what it was because it was clearly written months in advance and, and what have you. Uh, but God, there are some quotes in that thing. We link to it on our social media yeah. if you haven't read it. There are some quotes in that thing that are just laughable, uh, in, including the idea that the talent can take off at any time. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go, go ask. Uh, all right, Andrade, you're, you're doing well right now. Go ask to take off three yeah. months. Is uh, is that what they're calling what Sasha Banks is doing right now? She took off. 
She took yeah. off whatever she wanted. Creative. Good. That's a creative right. spin right there. Yeah, yeah. What was interesting is we were talking about the upfronts with AEW earlier. The people that WWE <laughs> brought yeah. their upfronts pretty much are not performing with the company. That being the Bella Twins, John Cena and Ronda Rousey. Yeah, perfect uh, example. Wasn't Big Show there as well? Who was yeah. also not an active performer? Yeah. But none of your active performers were there. And sure, you brought out the people who might be recognized by average TV executives, but that is not indicative of what's going to show up on uh, Fox on Fridays come October. It's hysterical. Yeah, very, very strange. I mean, I get it, especially with uh, Rhonda. I mean, Rhonda right now is like the name that you, you know, you, you lure the advertisers in with. But yeah, very, very weird, very strange. Um, Going back to the Saudi Arabia show. Yeah. Whew, that is not a great looking show. Uh, Bobby Lashley against Braun Strowman, uh, presumably for the random green title that Baron, Sh- Baron Strowman, Baron Strowman. Baron oh God, Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman won uh, last last, last money show. Um, Triple H versus Randy Orton because you know what? In the middle of that show, you need a nap. And uh, <laughs> the Undertaker against Bill Goldberg, fifteen years after would have been viable. Oh. Yeah, yeah, twenty-five years after I would have cared. Uh, fifteen <laughs> years after it would have been at least something to watch. Yeah, yeah could not give less of a fuck about that uh, match. Really, the only thing, and and, and not to mention a fifty. 5 0 yeah. man battle royal. How so, the hell are you going to fit all that beef in the ring? <laughs> all that beef. That's uh, a lot of beef. Uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you how. Well, uh, A, at least one fifth of it is going to be 205 live. <laughs> <laughs> and and then B, you know, you toss some guys out. That's a lot. I mean, that's got to be the entire active roster, right? Uh, when you subtract everyone who are in matches beyond that, has like, to be has close, to be if not that. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, unless you're Sami Zayn. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Um, you know, I would imagine uh, maybe we get some Bray Wyatt on there. Congratulations to one Bray Wyatt with a, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt is NWO for life. Okay? <laughs> yeah, <he is. laughs> That's all I got to say, because dude uh, had a baby with Jojo yeah. and named his son Nash Six Rotundo. Yeah. Nash hey. Six. Hey, Nash. Yeah, K Nash. Yeah, Nash. Nash with a K. Yeah. Six. S I X X Rotundo. Jesus Christ. That's one of the worst names I've ever heard in my life. I guess someone doesn't like Razor Ramon, is really what I'm learning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, I mean, you know, I would have I would have rather it been Irwin or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least that would have made some sense. Yeah, that's uh congratulations, you know. New life is wonderful. Uh, Jesus Christ, people. The fucking names. Yeah, I Give will say though, uh, Bray Wyatt earlier today posted something on Instagram talking about the past year of his life, and uh, it sounds like he's had a pretty rough year behind the scenes. I mean, I know a lot of stuff came out about his divorce and, and all, yeah. that. but it sounds like he's come out on the other side. And um, I will say that now that we've seen the Firefly Funhouse play out in full, mm-hmm. um, I I like. Knock on wood. I like the gimmick. I still have no idea how it's going to work in ring though. And, and I, that, I would really like to find out how. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest question mark about what they're doing with Bray. I love the idea. How do you make it work in between those ropes? I, right. I don't know. Uh, unless it's just, he's going to like work every raw as the happy go lucky host. And then he's going to work every pay-per-view as uh, not quite Greg Capolo's Joker. Like, I, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. I mean, the, those influences are right on the sleeve right there. It's yeah. Kinda, yeah. Kind of hard to, hard to miss. But yeah, it, it's, it's definitely something that has had my attention recently. And with this dark turn that it took this past week, I was like, okay, all right. We will, uh, you know, I, I'm still in on it. Yeah. I mean, they haven't yeah. done anything to fully, um, fully get me off the train so we'll see maybe i don't know maybe it makes an appearance tonight at money in the bank uh yeah who, who knows maybe they'll save it for raw i'm not not exactly sure what they're going to do with yeah. it but they still have my attention which for wwe at this point in 2019 is a is a feat yeah and raw and smackdown were both pretty much easy to miss shows uh, a bummer considering they were go-home shows for the pay-per-view but yeah 
every time they do tape <clears throat> shows from the UK, they're pretty much easy to miss shows. I, I yeah. Shame. Although I mean, the last time they were in the UK, uh, Brian won the uh, title from Styles, so oh, that was yeah, at least, right. uh, at least right. a big thing there. So you know. Every now and then they'll they'll pop something for the crowd, but yeah, these these shows were mo- mostly uneventful. Um, you know, contract signing gone awry, shocker. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, the Money in the Bank has some tepid interest for me tonight. I'll probably watch a couple hours before Game of Thrones starts and then switch over to Thrones. What, is, what does it say about WWE pay per views in 2019 that up against Game of Thrones, you're saying, well, I'll watch a few hours of the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true that's a terrible oh, statement yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will say and and this is the god's honest truth and i will say it on the the prediction show too there's very much part of me it's like do i watch money in the bank before thrones or do i go see john wick three before thrones? <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know. do you buddy you i don't know do you i don't know take care of that yeah um but uh yeah re- i didn't really take a lot of time to to watch most of raw and smackdown because any free moment i had over the past uh couple days has been spent catching up on best of the super juniors hell yeah um, over in new japan doing their their annual uh junior heavyweight sort of tournament here and this is the first year i've really gone um out of my way to to watch these matches and you know obviously i'm a fan of the of the juniors and their flippiness and and sort of uh, amazing acrobatics and, and great wrestling skill and stuff like that so um the the field that they have this year uh is a lot of talent in there they're trying to make a lot of talent and it's working um yeah. you know it's it's it, the first I've, i watched i watched the first two nights all the tournament matches and i watched i think two matches of the third night and i think we're up to six right now so yes i've already fallen behind it's a lot to to keep track of so gonna have to cherry pick from here on out yeah um, which is which, uh, speaking for myself that's the way i i typically do it no offense to all the hard work all the guys are putting in every yeah. day just for me it's like i i just only really have the time to take in uh, you know, the, the big matches. And, and yeah. I think probably the best match so far came very early on in the tournament. First night. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, yes. As we got uh, our, from Rapongi 3k, we got show. Or yeah. was it, show? it was show. Yeah. Was show. I always get the two confused. I, I, was, know, I know. I now know the difference. It, it's, it's a bit easier, especially now. Cause uh, they're also wearing very different gear. Yeah. Uh, and yo's yo's the prettier one with the, uh, with the blonde hair. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so show and Shingo Takagi went out and had just an absolute barn burner of a match. Like these guys just beat each other's ass for entertainment. And yeah. d- whether it's like the fucking deadlift, suplexes that show's doing or shingo just murdering people with lariats and uh i I mean and there's there are so many near falls in that match i'm not going to give away any victors because it's better to not know who win who won but there are so many near falls that i bought into every one of them yes yes like I think it's my favorite New Japan match this year so far. And, and pretty and, outstanding. And it says a lot considering like we were live for those awesome mass- matches at MSG and, and Wrestle Kingdom and, happened. Yeah. Uh but goddamn. Um like those are future stars of the company. I know I know Sh- uh, Shingo's a bit older. Yeah. Um cuz you know he was in the Dragon Gate system for the longest time. Uh but Show definitely is is a guy who could they could strap the rocket behind for the next decade. Cause I think yeah. he's only like 25. Yeah. He, there's a lot of hella young talent in, in the, uh, in the blocks this year and Shingo Takagi really, you know, he's such a, great heel like he yes. looks like the villain in a martial arts movie yes like and yeah. i don't know if that's stereotypical or whatever but you know it, most martial arts movies are from asia and he's put a man so put him in a suit he looks <laughs> like he should be the final boss of a martial arts movie. yeah yeah 100 percent. and you know his his mannerisms is just you know the way he worked the match was it was just fantastic um another one of my favorites uh taiji ishimori has had a really good showing so far in mm-hmm. the uh uh, in the tournament um he's had he ha- had an, he had a rematch with dragon lee and then what was the other match i saw him have oh, fuck i don't remember 
Uh, it was really good though. Oh, he had a good match with Skrull in night three. Yeah, Skrull, that was it. And then he had a third one, I think, last night against. I don't remember. Um, but you know, it's hard to keep track. It's every night, man. Like you know, you think Raw and SmackDown is hard to keep track of. These guys are going out there. Obviously, they rotate blocks per night, so it's block A and then block B and blah blah blah. But um, yeah, it's, it's a lot to a lot to keep up on. Um, but Yo had a good match with uh, Taguchi. Um, and you know, I've only, you know, I, I'm so relatively new to, uh, the lower to mid card new Japan guy. So I didn't know that much about Taguchi. I just kind of always saw him as the comedy guy with the football helmet and whatever. Um, but when he turned it on and was serious to Gucci, it was freaking outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best of super junior seasons when Taguchi like digs deep and pulls out, you know, the, the matches that make you go always oh, more than the comedy guy. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, he's been great in this tournament. Um, a match that really surprised me by how much I dug it was uh, Rocky Romero and Will Ospreay. They had a yes. match on night four. Didn't expect those two to gel as well as they did. Um, they're stable mates in chaos, and they just had a really, really great match. I also was surprised how much I liked uh, Jonathan Gresham and Ta- Taka Mishinoku. Uh, two guys. I haven't who- watched that one yet. That one's real fun because they go, they go hold <clears throat> for hold grappling so if you like gresham's grappling style you'll like that match okay breaking news right now um uh i tweeted uncle dave earlier this morning asking about bobby fish and he just replied uh he got kicked in the head on friday so it was precautionary measure so ah he got kicked in the head hence the arm sling makes sense I don't know. That's so says Uncle Dave. Yes. So uh, anyway, but yeah, best of the super juniors, you know, I and I I was talking with uh, my buddy Mark last night at the NXT show about this, like, you know, this and, you know, everything going to the show um, in April. And I, I think I'm more of a New Japan fan than i am wwe proper right now yeah um you know i I think i think nxt is still my number one sports entertainment brand um Mm -hmm. but i think new japan has has supplanted main roster for just consistency of of good work and you know it's it's weird because it was always something foreign to me pun intended i guess but uh you know over the past couple and and you're a part of this as well be helping me uh get exposed to this stuff so uh thank you because i'm fucking loving it ah shucks i I, you know i give new japan a lot of credit because they recognized when they started doing live pay-per-views years ago you know you'd you'd buy it on i think they were on ustream at the time Uh Uh, you would be able to buy uh streaming rights to watch wrestle kingdom live and then one summer it was like a hundred bucks and you get to watch all the g1 shows and 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 all that they recognize that there was an interest outside of japan for them and over the years between uh you know bringing on kevin kelly and chris charlton and and all the the english commentators and and uh like the the recap videos they now do with english subtitles and everything they they've really done a great job and it's paying off in spades I, i remember reading a few weeks ago in the observer that you know, they peaked at something like a hundred thousand uh, subscribers for New Japan World right around um, Wrestling. Wrestling this year, and they've actually stayed on. Yeah, which is yeah. something that WWE Network cannot claim. Yeah, and and the crazier part is they lost Omega, they lost the Bucks, they yeah. lost Cody, which I think everyone would point to as the reasons why you know American viewers stayed on, but. If you ask me, they were sort of, you know, the 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 thing that got them into the mix. And then they all saw Cody Abushi and they're like, I need to jerk off to this <laughs> my ten dollars every month. I'm gonna glaze them apps. Oh my god. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes. That is <laughs> I, I, yes. 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 Yeah. 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 If it makes him happy, I'll eat some pineapple too. I don't yeah. even care. So, you know what the never open weight title means? I'm never not jerking it to go to Bush. <laughs> Such a handsome fellow. It's very, very handsome. If you put him in a three-way with Taji Ishimori and Yo, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm Randy Marsh at the computer, man. <laughs> Stay pumped, marshmallow man, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Rough House SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. 
Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. This is WWE Chairman Vince McMahon. Well, the whole be a star thing didn't pan out, so be a dick. Bounce that little shit's head off a locker. How about a swirly, you little four-eyed bitch? Oh, is that your asthma inhaler? It's mine now! Oh, looks you got a big tray full of food. It's up in the air! Be a dick! Oh, that kid can't afford the same type of clothing that you have? The high-end, fashionable stuff all the popular kids are wearing? Yank his headgear out! Be a dick! You don't play sports? What a little bitch! Smack him in the ass and pull his underwear over his head. Be a dick. Oh, look at the little math genius, the math lead, trying to take wee-wee number one with your little candy corn dick. Time for a swirly. Drink in your own little peanut dick juices, dork. Be a dick.